Star streaming. Studio mode. Young man, we're basically live. Hold on. Yeah, I'll go ahead and click go live. I'm gonna go live with the robe. <laughs> oh, not the robe, man. Not the robe. You got the robe on. <laughs> yeah. Live with the robe on. Man, it's cold in here, man. I don't put a coat or a hoodie on. It popped up in my notification. Let's talk with Gail Dean going live now. Talking, talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the road. But uh, we're gonna try something different. Stay with us, audience. We're gonna do a little clippy clip clip of the other show. What the frap with Jay Zilla? That's me. Uh, <laughs> one is with my sister. All right. Time that you know. Yeah, she's a little sister, but she's definitely my big sister. You're one that I look up to. Aww. Like, not even trying to be all rosy or anything, but honestly. Your work ethic and your just get up and go. Like I'm just oh, not trying to find my foot in my okay. <laughs> I can do this. You know, one step at a time, baby step to the productivity. But you know, I'm gonna share this story. You like when you had a situation where you couldn't afford some college books. And oh, you yeah. yourself were not one of those people who just like well, hey, man, look, my grades are bad. You know this we wear books. black a lot. No 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 no. <laughs> On our show, we were a black together a study group so she can utilize other (laughs) people's books. It just blows my mind. It blows my mind, you know, and and people like you, I'm glad to know. (laughs) Yeah, man, the hustle is real. The hustle is real. It's real. And I, you know, I I think back on those times when I had to go through that, and I'm just like, man, if I just, if my mind. Sparky watching, baby. Hey, money for my books. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go party. I'm I'm on your phone, so I can look look at my phone. So it's like, you know, it's growth. It's real, man. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad for, I'm so thankful for growth because. I didn't, you know, a lot of times we, we struggle. We don't have to struggle. We we put ourselves in those positions, you know, because we don't know. We're not educated Damn. enough or I, I can we don't have the right guidance. talking that when um, you and your sister. I thought you said could nobody here. Like, I just heard me say race, that to you. Our culture, black people, we struggle in yeah. that area with finance because we don't, we don't have the right tools or the right, um, guidance in that area sparky you know? said lol um, i feel like we grew up on a struggle bus we just hey you gotta make it you gotta make it you gotta make it and that's all we think about versus saving and um how can i make this well i guess we do make the dollar stretch because that's what we that's what we know them for is to make something stretch mm-hmm. but how can i grow this dollar and continue to stretch it you know what i'm saying like i feel like if we were to get together and build things where our youth will have better finance classes mm-hmm. or we focus more on, you know, helping kids like myself who go off to college, not be, go, go off to college broke, be handed a lot of money, like a refund check. Right. <laughs> oh, you go a bunch of money. What you going to do with it? You know, right. us broke kids, we got to like, I'm going to go buy me some clothes. I haven't been able to do that. You know, we go right. do the things that we've always wanted to do versus taking that money and doing what we need to do, mm-hmm. you know? So I think those things will definitely help our culture grow as well. You know, just being more financial literate. Financially you know? literate. Absolutely. Hey, shout out to little sister. 
Man, look, I'm over here. And I got a, what do you call it? Like mashed potatoes and gravy. Right? I've got a meatloaf. Like right before the show start, bro, almost canceled this show for this meal. And it really made me think, like, I need to I need to get my life together with this dieting and working out and all that stuff, man. <laughs> you get your life together? You, right. You just now picking up? Man, bro, we got people like, look, let's be real, man. I, I'm in no hurry to get to any sort of uh, reunion or visit family or anything because I'm so fluffy. Like, I'm still me deep, deep, deep on the inside, but on the outside, it is so flush, fluffy, man. Let me pause you for a minute. Brian, Brian Tanner, what's up, homie? Appreciate you watching tonight. Lee Sparkman, appreciate the love, buddy. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all need to get, like, let me know. What what do I do? Like, it's not like I know how to work out and stuff. I know how to get in shape. I've done it. I've helped other people do it. But it's, like, so hard, man. And my wife is such a good daggum cook. It's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm powerless, Dean. I'm powerless. Well, the first thing you can do is start by cutting that damn Jamaican voodoo off the top of your damn head. <laughs> and second of all, if you just if you if you get with your boy and let me get you right, I try to motivate you every week. And I don't know if you're doing it because I can't see you because we ain't living in the same area. We're gonna start getting on Skype or Zoom. And when I go to the gym, I'm going to train you that way. That way I can have mm. eyes on you. Well, time will tell, man. Because let me let you and the audience in on a little secret, man. I don't really like you like that, Dean. Like, I'm about to hit up Spark and Brandon and all the nice buff dudes. Because you are so... I, I just can't. Let's go ahead and start this show, man. Okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome back to Let's Talk with Gales and Dean. As usual, I'm your man Gales. To my left, ever so wonderful, Mr. Mr. What? What are you this week? Uh, I'm still Mr. Mr. Insane, Mr. Dean, man. Here with my black <laughs> brother from another mother, Mr. Gales. Hey, he said he don't really like me, y'all. Hey, that's some shit. I didn't have- I we're going to be partners on the show. <laughs> Let me finish, man. Let me finish. But I love hey, you, bro. I love you. See, that's more important than like. You don't like your family all the time, but you love them always. That's all right. Look, I'm having that's myself a... Right. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you always shouting out the fact that we black and whatnot. So, man, I'm having a real black problem. So, <laughs> I've got this thing, right? So, I, uh, I've i got some uh, ash going on over here, right? And I thought, ooh, man. I see the kids by Shay in the corner. Let me put some on real quick. But I forgot how short the intro was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I'm lubricated everywhere. So I'm trying to figure out how to like click the mouse because I'm you know, working behind the scenes because our producer is still on vacation. We love you. Please come back. Class up the show. Um, hey, man, look here. Yeah. Look here. Be, be honest with everybody, like these, man. Uh, elbows and button. stuff, man. Hey, man, let me Your tell you something. Your finger's slipping off because you're putting that castor oil on your elbow. It's not castor oil. <laughs> I will not let you defile this beautiful, beautiful product. Look at this. Got my very own. I don't know if you can tell or not. 
Wait. I can't see it. Down, How about down. that? I can't see it. I know you down. can't see it. It's for the audience. Kiss by Shay. Oh, yeah. By the okay, lovely Jasmine Armstrong. You know. Shout out. Shout out to Jasmine. This stuff is so good. Woo. Stuff's so good. Hit me up, Jazz. I still got some questions about packaging and whatnot. So, how are you today, Mr. Dean? Man, hey, well, as you know, <laughs> Mr. LBJ took a loss last night. I'm great. <laughs> Is that how you how you Bron haters live your life? Like, what happened? LeBron <laughs> failed or something? Good, my life is fine now. So how how's the wait a minute, I wanna know how is it ninety eight percent of the other time, you know, when he's out here promoting stuff for another company with movie stars, right? How do you how does your day go when you hear news like that? No, cause you know yourself. I always said I have no problem with Brian off the court and the thing that he does. Okay, and you you've heard and I you can go back on this show and look on record. I, I've said that it's I don't like LeBron on the court, and I love pissing off Brian fans. I do it all the time when I make my comments about him or I post these little things about him. I know I'm gonna have about anywhere from twenty to fifty comments of people coming back at me. Do y'all not get it? I do it on purpose to get under y'all skin, and it works every time. You're feeding right into my bullshit. <laughs> hey, man. Come on, Dean. So look, man. Like, my favorite player of all time is still Michael Jordan. But you just got to yeah. recognize the greatness on and off the court, man. I think he's a wonderful dude. I think people's biggest gripe with you is half the time, you don't make a lot of sense to, to me. All right? And I can't be alone out there. So Check this out. Check this out. Paco said he know he going to be at the Space Jam 2 premiere. <laughs> Have a good one tomorrow. <laughs> Appreciate it, Captain, man. Appreciate the Captain. Bro, yeah, man. wait a minute. What, what's Brian talking about with the corn huskers? What's happening there? You talking about my? Uh, you talking about my lubrication over here? He probably is. And you better not say nothing too crazy. Mr. Jeremy Brown's a champion. He finna tear you oh, up. He said, that's, <laughs> he said that's a that's a that hair is a black problem. Man, y'all gonna get off the puff. The puff is lovely. What are y'all talking about, man? Shout out to my okay. beautician. Oh, so I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little fan in action. So Brian Brian Tanner said facts. Dean, we gotta talk about what you posted the other day. So what I posted the other day was about LeBron uh, violating the um, the COVID protocols. And I said um, he will not get in trouble because of LeBron. Any other player, they would have got fined or suspended. But the NBA, the National LeBron Association is not going to do anything to LeBron. <laughs> Any other player would have got in trouble. Any other player who's done that this year has gotten in trouble. So I looked, it, at, it, I looked at it a little bit. Like I guess the biggest person who got in trouble for this was KD. But like KD indoors, Braun outdoors. KD no mask, Braun mask. KD no rapid testing, Braun rapid testing. KD kind of a good timing thing. LeBron was promoting with another company. Only thing, look, I, the best thing I heard about that situation was uh, somebody talking about he wonder he wonders if someone in the LeBron camp just kind of dropped the ball as far as clearing it with the NBA because these guys are allowed to attend other functions to do with business and they just have to follow a certain set of guidelines right rapid testing um mask all that kind of stuff for at least the crew and then he got tested again before the game and was fine where kevin durant tested positive for covid and kevin durant missed one game still got his money so i don't i don't understand what the problem is that's not what i'm talking about but it's still kevin durant same platform, same level of LeBron, star power. What I'm talking about, star power. Uh, We're talking about the actual rules, opinion. though, and the actual consequences. 
right? National Brown Association. That picture, I don't remember seeing him with a mask on. You damn right. He had National a mask. Paid a man, but he had a mask. But um, I mean, at least in one picture, I don't know. Ain't no telling. Internet, we can make anything look like anything. You're beating around the bush of what I said. If there's any other player. They'd have been ridiculed. You'd have heard it on every one of the. You'd have heard it on every one of the sports channels, and they would have talked about it. Nobody saying it. They did like a little five or ten minute segment about this by LeBron. Let there have been KD, Kawhi, James Harden, Anthony Davis for that matter. It would have been a big deal, but just because the National Brown Association, oh, we can't talk about it. The hell well, out hey, of here, man. man. Let's talk for girls and dudes talking about it. But look, I, look, I understand what you're saying. In all fairness, right? I feel like there were some bubble things that happened where some guys missed some bubble time because of <laughs> protocols. But like, I, like honestly, if I'm being honest, Dean, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, and I'm pretty sure the NBA is like, yeah, you're right. This is the National Brown Association. You know how much money this dude makes us. You don't think Jordan? You don't think Jordan was getting all kinds of passes, right? Little slaps on the wrist for going out gambling all night. In Vegas and then flying across the country in time for the game. Come on, man. They care about. Look, hey, you gotta remember, NBA is like any other company. They care about their bottom line. And bottom line is, as Rock would say, <laughs> the bottom line is, man. It, he makes a lot of money. He's very powerful. He, what he says kind of sways a, a large number of people. So you gotta do what you gotta do, man. That man, man bro, I, I'm hold not- on, man. <laughs> Prepping. Jeremy Brown is in the chat talking about the man bun is blocking my hand. Lord. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> when you ball people get together and unite so strong, man. It's like Justice League, like Avengers, nobody has anything on you bald people. My goodness, man. People with hair, get in here and defend me, that gummy. Oh, man. Can't nobody, like, well, we ain't got too many people in here with hair. We got Paco and we got Brian. But, you know... You know, Jeremy Brown, it's one he ain't through no joke at me yet. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Nobody's safe from that guy. Nobody's safe. He's, he's like a walking personification of the barbershop. No one's safe. But the thing is, okay, back to this Brown situation. All right, I understand what you're saying. He's the face of the league and stuff. But, you know, you just can't go around letting this son of a gun get away from stuff and then you're going to yes, find him. if he makes you money. Rick. I'm not saying it's no. right. So Brian Taylor's out there saying Gales is trying to move the goalposts. Explain that first off, Brian. Secondly, I'm saying you're right. You're absolutely right. LeBron should have got some sort of suspension or whatever if it indeed went against the league. The league talked to the Lakers and for whatever reason decided, hey, we're not going to do anything. Like That's their company, man. That's their company. That'd be like me coming in your house and be like, hey, man, you know your son. You know Josiah was wrong for that. Punish that dude. And you're like, nah, man. So sorry, making all kinds of money for this house, man. Frap you. Like, what are we doing here? So the thing is, like, okay, maybe not suspension or nothing like that, but, like, any other player would have got ridiculed bad for this. And you know I'm not lying. They'd still been talking about it today. Oh, you want to go out to this such and such event right when the playoffs going on, you know, out with your little rapper friend stuff. Any other player would have took flat for that. But now, because it's him, you don't, nobody want to say nothing about it. What do you mean? Everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it. ESPN talked about it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Charles Barkley started this whole storm with, you know, the NBA ain't going to do anything to LeBron. And he was right. They released that statement saying, you're right. We're not doing anything. He's a cash cow. We don't care about right and wrong or morals. 
We don't even care about that Black Lives Matter crap. But hey, if it works for the players, if it works for the people who watch, we are on it, man. Like since we on since we on LeBron, did you see that daggum acting that he pulled yesterday when he act like he showed the guy hurt? That we both agree on. I hate that with a passion. Someone flick you in the forehead, you roll around holding your knee. Dude, the dude is look. He is two sixty, and he barely got tapped on the shoulder, and he rolling around like he just lost his life. What the crap, dude? What is wrong with him? Was was that not a flop job, or do you like it too, Gales? Do you like it? No, no. Oh, look. First of all, thank you, wife. The wife likes the bun. Ooh, she get a carrot hug for that. Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) See, I don't need Brown, Tanner, anybody. Oh, Tanner got dreads. My bad, Tanner. Look, we all about correction around here. Make sure we're right. So, look, man. And he says also that Jordan got fined for going to get Robin out of uh, Vegas. That wasn't his only Vegas trip. Uh, and he didn't get fined every time. Every time the papers found out about it, he had, they had to do something. You know. But now we're in the age of, like, who cares, man? More people care about LeBron being in that game. The NBA loves LeBron in that game for people like me who enjoy watching him and people like you who enjoy booing him and whatever, right? Well, since, since you enjoy watching him, did you enjoy him putting on that uh, Oscar Award winning performance? First of all, I need you to give my man Tanner's uh, line. Look, I need you to give him his line back. He said that in the chats. Nice try, D. That's right. That shot, that goes out to Brian Tanner. That wasn't for me, but it was. It was a great acting performance. No, it this wasn't. Dude, like it I, was a terrible acting performance. I'm being sarcastic because the dude is, what, 250, 260, and you barely get hit by a small guy. By Chris Paul, of all people, your homeboy, and then you go rolling around. Oh, my God, man, shoulder, man, labrum. Get your big ass up and go play basketball, hey, man. the man. So I think it's more like, I mean, he does own a soccer team, so maybe some of those tendencies kind of rubbed off on him. And let me tell you something. How many times does that work, uh, you know, to get a foul? How many times does James Harden do it to get a foul? You know what I mean? I feel like at this point it's just one more attribute a player can have in the NBA. It sucks. I don't like it. You know, I don't like when Neymar does it, right? But it's now part of the game. We just have to deal with it. So you mean to tell me you done seen James Harden do that and, and roll around on the floor like a baby? Who not that egregious. Not, not to that extent. Let me be perfectly clear, D. I'm with you. That was horrible. Comment section, I'm with y'all. That is horrible. You know? Now, now, now back to the game itself, uh, the Suns came out and played a hell of a basketball game. They were trying to double Booker, Devin Booker, and he still put on a show. Uh, I think he had 37 points and Double team heavy. Chris Paul hurt his shoulder, came back in and played good. But what what uh DeAndre Ayton, I think he went what? Like eleven, like eleven I mean uh eleven or twelve from the field, excuse me, y'all. Um twenty rebounds or something like that. I don't know, it was something like that. DeAndre Ayton had a good game. And what made the Suns win, they they played hard and they role players hit them shots. So if you go to double team Devin Booker, the role players did what they were supposed to do and hit some big time shots. But the thing is, and and I and I told you this the other day when me and you were just talking off of the phone. I think the Suns are gonna take it seven games. I didn't say they were gonna win the series, but the Suns are gonna take it seven games. The real reason why the Lakers lost yesterday, Anthony Davis, 13 points, four rebounds. I keep telling you in our private conversation, Anthony Davis is not a guy that you build your team on. You don't know what you, he too up and down. You don't know if you're gonna get 40 point Anthony Davis or you're gonna get this. 13 points, 
for a rebound. Like, dude, you one of the best players in the league. Half the time he had Mikael Bridges guarding him, and you can't go to work on Mikael Bridges. And then after the game, talk about, I let my team down. I promise I'll come back next game and play good. Man, nobody want to hear that shit. Nobody yeah. I think he was satisfied with winning that one championship last year because he ain't playing with a damn. He'll give you one good game, and then he going to go give you five bad games, and that's not good for a player of that, his caliber because you're supposed to be one of the faces in the NBA. When you six foot ten, six eleven, and with the skill sets of Anthony Davis, and you're getting a six five, six six person guard you, there's no way he should be pushing you out that post and turning you into a jump shooter. He should be wearing him out on the block, and he wouldn't. And DeAndre Ayton outplayed him yesterday. Anthony Davis don't play good. The Lakers won't win this series. That's who it fall on. I'm not saying the Suns will win this series. I'm saying they'll take it to seven games. But Anthony Davis had two more bad games like this. The Suns will win this series. I'm telling you. See, I think you misunderstand my what my point is in all of this. Like everything you're saying makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can go back and forward about possible injuries, but then you're gonna come at me with these, this conspiracy theory of they're not really injuries. They're just trying to, you know. They know they they sorry they about to lose, so they'll probably fake all these injuries so they have some kind of excuse in the grand scheme of things. And I'm like, I know I know you, Dean. I know Brown. I know Tanner. Even Mr. Liggins there. My wife. All of y'all are highly competitive. You think on the NBA level that these people aren't just as competitive, and you don't think his injury has factored into how he's playing. Even not even backing him down or, you know, putting his shoulder down and going into him, doing a lot of turnaround, fadeaway shots on this guy that he should absolutely be destroyed. Now, I understand he's injury prone, but what big dude was it? You know what I mean? I mean, Ewing started learning how to do that fadeaway shot as a big man because his knees was giving out. Owens, as great as he could have been, we'll never know because of his injuries. Like, that happens. So, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, but up. Uh, if you peel back all those layers, what is it, Mr. Dean, that makes you just so, gets you so fired up about all this stuff? Because you're talking about, you know, they may not even win, they're going to take it to seven. So what? If they go seven every game and this dude wins a fifth championship, when it's all said and done, is any of this going to really matter? First of all, I want you to eat your words because Tim Duncan was not the fastest, was was not the most skills and still stayed on that block and would wear your butt down. So I don't want to, I don't, don't make no excuse for He did that from the beginning, though, bro. That was his game from the beginning. I'm talking about someone like Ewing who had a good shot, but would back you down and turn into you and make a power play. Go, go strong. That's different than having to switch towards the end of your career. Packing Ewing didn't do that very, very much. What are you talking about, man? Shaq. Shaq had injuries. Shaq, still dominating. That's all he Shaq did. But he was also one of the biggest dudes out there. And anytime you I'm mention Shaq, I'm going to come back at you with Yao Ming. Like, it, come on, man. But, but I like both of them. Shaq and Yao Ming. But they had injury but problems. They, that's what I'm saying. Big men, the point is, big men have injury problems. That's nothing different. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Great. Tuning in live from, from Lowe's, man. Like, I don't know nah, he's doing. He done hacked in the nah, rules. No, nah, that's one of it's one of my homeboys. Oh. But anyway, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Like, so what I'm saying is, those guys was the epitome of big men. And I, and I know the game done changed today. I know the game. But what I'm what I'm saying is, say you play post, okay? You play post, all right. So 
in high school or AAU, wherever we was at practice, if I got matched up on you, your size, you were backing me down and you was going to at least try to punish me. You wasn't going to fade out and shoot no jump shot or nothing like that because naturally you, you've you always been bigger than me. I don't care how strong I am, you've always been bigger and your strength is bigger. So what I'm saying about Anthony Davis, he gets these mismatches and he had Mikael Bridges on him most of the time yesterday. You should at least have over 20 points and dominated this dude. It ain't like he had DeAndre Ayton on him every time. He was getting switches and getting smaller guys. So why are you not working them out? That ain't got shit to do with your injury. That's got to do with heart. Mm-hmm. I want to hit it. I'm sorry. I come from a different era. And this era of basketball and all this competitive, they soft now. I, I, I'm sorry, man. Well, you got yeah, to take advantage of it. We're going to segue right into it because we can, get, we can be on this all night. But I think what you're missing is that he could possibly still be babying an injury. And he may would in normal times go straight at someone. We've seen him do it time and time again. But if he's hurt, he's gotta he's gotta be in there because you know presence, just your presence can be a force, right? And that's what he possibly trying to do. Possibly that's what LeBron do. But I want to segue into something else. Um, one of the things we put in the tag was we treat LeBron James with boxing gloves and Steph Curry with you know kid gloves. So if you're talking about today's NBA and how soft it is and you come from an era of Jordan getting beat up by the bad boy squad, right? What hey. what do you have to say about a player like Steph Curry? I want Hold everybody on, to watch this this gymnastics move he about to pull, this 180. Go ahead, okay. Dean. First of all, before I answer that, Jeremy Brown said, he, Jeremy, was not backing nobody down. Fair enough, fair enough Mr. Brown. Fair enough, Mr. Brown. <laughs> You know what I will say about Steph Curry. Steph Curry is my guy, man. The trend, trend says in basketball player. Steph Curry have changed the game from watching people get dunked on ooh and ah. Then you coming down court shooting threes. People coming to watch people shooting threes now. He done this. He done this. You, you're hate for why you don't like Steph Curry like I don't like LeBron. Let, let's ask that question. I love Steph I Curry. Steph I think Curry he's adorable. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't put words in my mouth. I love Steph Curry. I think he's adorable. Uh, he's a fantastic. He's best, best to ever do it so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got no problem with Steph Curry. I don't find Shit. that very entertaining. Crossing half court, pulling a couple of moves, and and you know shooting a three. That's great. That's a great skill to have. I'm not saying that at all. He's definitely Hall of Fame and all that. But Dean, you put him in your top five of all time. That's what You're I had a problem right. with. You're damn right. Pay the man. That's all I'm saying. And you you compared him. Like, if I got to choose between prime LeBron and prime Steph Curry, I'm taking Steph Curry. And that's what I have a problem with. Why? Why, why are you having a problem with that? Did I take a prime Curry over prime LeBron? Because prime LeBron has been to three different teams and won three different championships, and your boy is struggling without Klay Thompson. Guess what? Prime LeBron... Would have been struggling his ass too. Pay the man. That's why he went to three teams. Listen to what you just said. He went to three teams to try to win championships. No, 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 no. I said he went to three teams and won three championships. One. Because he's going to try to find different damn stars to be with to win championships. He couldn't do it in Cleveland the first time, so you leave to go join Bosch and Wade in Miami. Then when San Antonio found your number, you leave and go back and join Kyrie and bring in Kevin Love. 
They NBA give you the stimulus check that one year so you can come back and win the series over Golden State. Then the next two years you see what happened, you got your ass whooped. Hey, then man. you go to the Lakers and you didn't have nobody the first time. So you cry again to get Anthony Davis to win the championship. He gets superstars with him. That's why he leads the team. Let him lose let him lose two more in LA. I guarantee you'll wind up in New York to finish out his career. <laughs> and he'll probably win his sixth title in New York. Like you're missing the point. Where if he goes is a championship. And your boy is really hold on, man. Mr. Brown's in the chats again. And he says, Top five. What? That's how I imagine he would say it. I can't do Jeremy Brown. No one can. <laughs> He's like, top five, what? <laughs> you chip. That's my best Jeremy Brown impression. And then on top of that, we got Mr. Liggins. Now, here's a good point. Because I'm trying to get to why people hate LeBron so much. Like, I love LeBron. George's my favorite player. I don't think anybody will ever replace that. But I'm just curious <laughs> at how angry people get. And Paco may be on to something. He says, LeBron is the Obama of basketball, but Steph Curry is the Drake of basketball. And I think that nails it. And yes, Tanner, I say he's adorable. He's adorable. I know he's, you know, NBA small, but probably big in real life. But I'm saying, come on, man. He's trying to grow that beard. I know that look. I know, look, this scruff. It's just to let people know that I'm a whole adult, man. They still try to car me if I shave this thing. I know what Curry's going through. We got the baby faces, man. It's okay. Hey, check this out. My, my boy Trevor Covington, man, skinny, said, don't nobody listen to this guy when it comes to basketball. That's one of the broad fans. I get something to his skin every time I do this shit. Because I know he's going to give me feedback. We talk back and forth all the time. Hey, skinny, you, you might want to listen to me when I talk about basketball, bro. I know don't what I'm do talking it. about. You just don't like the facts that I throw out. You don't like what I throw out, but y'all know I know what I'm talking about. You know it, man. I still love it. So listen, listen. I want, just for people who didn't catch it, because obviously Brown and some other people may not have caught it from a week or so ago. Who's your top five all-time again, Dean? What, basketball? Yeah, NBA. All-time. Of all-time. Oh, shit. Pay the man. MJ. MJ. Kobe. Curry. I put Brown in it. But he's number five, and Bill Russell. Whoa, 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 whoa. You left somebody out. No, I didn't. Oh, so, uh, look, I was over here looking at Brown's comments. Who you got? No, I One more time. Mike, Kobe. I put Curry as my number three. Bill Russell. Brown is five. So I didn't no, take Brown No Jabbar, no, <laughs> no Magic. Five. I can't go off every bit of anybody else's top five. It's mine. Well, I just want to be sure. You're saying the top five, your top five players of all time, which Tanner says that's a weird top five. He's only doing it to prove a point. He does not believe that this dude is better than LeBron James. He does not believe they meet on, you know, on the playground somewhere where the three-point doesn't exist and it's make it take it. He does not believe that Steph Curry is going to come out the winner. Like, come on, man. He, if anybody know me, and you know me better than anybody, y'all know how I am, you know how I think. In my opinion, Steph Curry is better than LeBron. Hell, Kevin Durant is too. But I'm going to piss everybody off by saying that. And that, that is not the wackiest-ass top five, Skinny. That's my opinion. That's my top five, buddy. Look, man, I, I came with you. I think we just need to go on over the tropics, bro. Da, 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 da. All right, all right. 
So look, man, trending topics, aka tropics. What you got, Mr. Dean? Oh man, my trending topic this week, and everybody who on our comment list, I know y'all been tuning in. Kwame Brown is going in on people that talked about this man. Y'all have awoke a sleeping giant. Cause let me tell you. We ain't heard nothing about Kwame Brown. I heard nothing out of Kwame Brown for a long time. I ain't even know how the dude talk. And then they go and make a couple of jokes about him, and you have awoken a sleeping giant. And he's calling people out. He's putting people on blast. Kwame Brown has became the hottest topic <laughs> then there over, you know, with the NBA playoffs right now. Not over the NBA playoffs, but right there with the NBA playoffs. He calling people out. He don't care who you are. He damn near then made Charlemagne apologize to him. He told Steven Jackson, you a fake gangster. <laughs> he called, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, what's old pretty boy name out there in California? Um, Becky with the good hair. <laughs> <laughs> called Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill. Oh. Steven ain't lying. His, you know, his hairline is always back to the back of the He tearing up everybody, there Ain't no wrong with back up hairlines. You can't help that. You better leave Kwame Brown alone, man. He, but you know the thing about Kwame Brown? Everything he's saying is legit. Everything. Everything he's saying is legit. He 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 ain't trying to say nothing. To, you know, say so he being funny, but everything he's saying, he's legit. The man done his research and called everybody out. And the people who gave him props, like Jalen Rose, and it was other people, he gave them props. But if you called him out and try to talk about him, he tearing your ass up and he giving you straight facts about everything. So you, you say straight facts. Won, right. You know how we he, hold on, he dude. You, heat it up. you know how we do on the show. You say my straight man, facts. Man. I need to see some some links to some actual things because some of the stuff, like I watched the stuff that you sent me, what you posted, and it sounds good coming from one person, but I had trouble finding anything. You know, anything from the people that he's so called calling out. Besides what they talk about his basketball career. I know Charlemagne said something about, hey, y'all better leave him alone because of his family. I guess it's dangerous or something. Like, what? I'm, I'm asking you to educate me. Where are you getting this and what exactly is he saying uh, about so the, these people? Uh, the Charlemagne thing, the, the woman came on a radio station. I forgot which radio station when she told she told the whole story about what happened that night. What radio what station? Okay, I have to go back on my thing and look and right. then I'll send it to you. Uh, she did a full interview uh, about how old she was. Uh, she was 15. Charlemagne was 23. Uh, it was him and his friends had to get together, and they called and invited. First of all, why are you calling and inviting 15-year-olds and y'all 23? Uh, she went into good details and broke down crying, couldn't even finish it, really, telling what it's about. So it, it's facts out there. Uh, the Steven Jackson thing, you know, he, hey, man, it's, it's shit out there, man. Like, calling the people out, like, you, you you ain't heard nobody come back and say he was lying. So, uh, you ain't heard Steven Jackson or, or Becky with the good ass say lying. They try to come back at him different ways. But he actually went out and did his research <laughs> and got his information, and he's calling everybody up. I do mine, and I send them to you so you be able to Wait, see what? Uh, yeah, please do. What what started all this, though? Because like, he had, so, like you said, he had been in the spotlight for some time. And when he was in the spotlight, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't, like, for me, he wasn't someone I really paid attention to that much. That, that's what I'm saying. Nobody nobody paid attention to him, man. He said himself, man, you know, like, he didn't so much say it, but he said himself that he was a bust. And that's what everybody knew Kwame Brown for. That's how it all got started on all the Smoke uh, podcasts with uh, 
Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And, oh, uh, that's a Reason. podcast. I didn't even know that. All the smoke. Yeah. They, they was on there. You know, Gibbert the Reason was, was a teammate of his. Got to talking about him. And, you know, saying he's a bust. Steven Jackson made a joke. And Matt Barnes tapped him on his leg and kind of chimed in on the, on the joke. And that's what woke him up. And the rest speaks for itself. He's been on a tear every day. So who, uh, yeah, I know one day he did one live in the morning and then another one that night. Like, he was clearly upset. But how did Charlemagne, like, kind of get mixed up in all this? Because when the Breakfast Club picked it up, um, of course, you know, they, they that's, a, that's a big time radio show. So they, they talking about it. Charlemagne threw his jokes in, uh, you know, wanted to be funny. <laughs> I guess he didn't think Kwame was going to come back after him. And, uh, you know, Charlemagne was throwing up stats and stuff, but he was making jokes about it. I guess he didn't think Kwame was going to come back with, with his stats too, but his stats are a little more <laughs> serious than, than Kwame, averaging five points, two rebounds a game. Man, Ooh, <laughs> man that's brutal. So, you know, so, and I, I'm not saying that's what Kwame averaged. I'm just saying that's what Charlemagne was trying to make, you know, fun of. His stats wasn't that good, but um, you know, Kwame won the Brad, won the bad play. He just had a lot of hype on him, man, and he talked about how one week they was telling him he need to be this big time, you know, gain all his weight. And then a couple of weeks later, they wanted him to lose all weight. You know, he came in the league with a lot of hype. And being 17, 18 year old, and you, you come in the league with the greatest player in the world, Michael. And you know what, it, if you looked at the last dance, you know what Michael demanded out of people. He wasn't ready for that. And, you know, they kind of messed him up. Michael really never did want him on the team. So, you know, they kind of messed with his head. But the thing is... He's been quiet. You've never heard Kwame do anything, you know, out the way, get in trouble or nothing, and then you guys want to start talking about it. So now you have a walking and sleeping giant. He's calling everybody out, and he ain't running from it. He ain't running from nothing that he said. And I, to me, it's entertaining, and it's funny, and, I, and I'm kind of glad he did. <laughs> Mr. Brown said he even said something about the ponytail on Jeremy <laughs> Gale's head. Look, man, I hope he did. Uh, I need some. We need some more followers. That gummy. Look, yeah, man, I see that I'm gonna every funny. week if that's the case. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He come on. He come on every week just to throw jokes at me and you. You know that. Uh, that's all he do. That's all he do. Yeah, you know. But like getting back to what you were talking about, man. I couldn't imagine. Like I remember me at 17, 18. I couldn't imagine having that kind of pressure. Which, <laughs> I, and I know it's. I'm going to sound like a super Braun fan right now. That's one of the most impressive things about that dude. No father in his life, taken out of his environment to a, a, you know, another environment, a white environment, right? Being handed 90 plus million dollars and parlaying that into like, not everybody's going to eat off of me, but everyone is going to do their own thing and we're going to feed each other, right? I'm going to let y'all use, I'm going to build my name, let you use my name. And then they give the returns back. And it's just this wonderful thing, right, where they're all elevating versus everyone just eating off LeBron. I mean, these are the stats that I, I like about him off the court. And I know the flopping and everyone treating him like, you know, he's royalty and he's not getting in trouble. I, I understand all that. But it is super impressive how he diversifies his money, his time. He seems like to be a good father, good husband, good humanitarian smart businessman, like all these things. So if you look at those two people, I wonder what happened with Kwame Brown and who was around him that he would go in that direction and LeBron would go in the, the direction that he went. 
Well, you, you, you got to think, man, okay? So, like you said, coming in the league, 17, 18-year-old, with all this hype, number one pick, uh, you didn't grow up having a lot of money, so you're getting all this money thrown at you and everything. Uh, you know, some people don't mature as fast as others. And, you know, Kwame might have came in, like, I, you know, and and all that, that hit him so fast, like, dude, how I'm going to manage this all this money, then I'm on the team with Michael Jordan. Like, think about that, coming in the league, 17, 18-year-old, and I'm on team with Michael Jordan, the great Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So if anything I do, anything I make a mistake or something, he's going to critique me, but Mike had his way of critiquing you, and Mike ain't wasn't going to critique you in a good way to make you feel good. No, Mike was going to critique you in a way to make your ass feel like a that small hey, man. and a piece of shit. But hey, man. He, he did it in a way Mike was doing in his mind to make you better, but he wasn't going to baby you and all that. And so you had all that pressure coming in the league with all that. And I just think Kwame just never could have panned out. Because actually when he left them and he went to the Lakers for the few years he did, Kwame was an all right player. You know, he wasn't no, I'm not saying he was a great player. He wasn't averaging no 20 or something, but he was a, he was a hell of a rebounder and he was a hell of a defender. Even Kevin Garnett said Kwame Brown was one of his toughest matchups guarding him because of his strength and stuff. So I think when he got out of when he got out of Washington with um, Mike, it kind of it kind of eased him a little bit because there was a lot of pressure. Even though Mike was on his way out, it's still Mike. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's still Mike. Like but, you 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 that young and you on the team. With but great. then he runs so into a Kobe Bryant who's the same way. Now, but here's the question I'm I'm actually asking: the gap of knowledge and experience and all those things that LeBron also lacked. Because, you know, Tanner said something about his talent. Like, yeah, he's, he was more talented, sure. But I think that maturity level and the, the decisions that LeBron made then and is making now, how can we get that across to our kids coming up? Because that is valuable. How do we get a 17, 18-year-old Kwame Brown to say, hey, man, don't listen to all that. Don't get on social media. Just work on your game and do your thing. You know, because if you look at how a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan pushes you, man, you got Jeremy Lin out here crying about how Kobe didn't talk to him like the last four months that they played together. Like, just like, no, I can't talk to that dude, man. He, he, he garbage, right? But looking back on how Kobe Bryant has talked about that sort of crazy mentality, how Michael Jordan with the crocodile tears, it's like, the way I did it was wrong. Yeah, it, the end results worked. You know, it's no different than if I have a mule or something and I decide to whip it and brand it and burn it to get it to, you know, move. The end results work. But that, you know, they yeah. both show regret about doing it that way. So how do we get that across to those kids I, who are coming up? It, man, that, that's a hard question to answer because today that we living in, today age and stuff, it's all about the spotlight. It, it's going to be hard to take in a kid from 14 to 18 year old that got that's real good in sports or real good at something, whether it be they trying to do a rap career or anything. It's going to be hard to take them out of their social media world because they're getting all this praise from their social media world. So it, 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 I think it's more harder now to humble a kid than it was back when we were growing up or before us because they got all this stuff now telling you that you great, 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 great. But if you 
get in a situation. Say, say, say a kid. Um, say a kid. Say a kid. You go and join out of high school a player like LeBron. You go and join a team like with Kevin Durant. You go and join a team like you know who else I could think could be tough on you like it. You know Kawhi. Kawhi is not really a talker, so I'm gonna say Kevin Durant and LeBron. They're gonna demand so much out of you. They're not gonna care that you 17, 18. Okay. You you went straight out of high school for a reason. You got this talent. So them two players are gonna demand so much out of you. Now I think a kid will fold real quick faster than they did back then because you getting told from the age now, really 12 to 18, that you this great player because your highlights and stuff on, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You getting told all the time you're so great that these kids don't know how to humble themselves. So it will be hard nowadays to humble a kid back compared to when we grew up or before us because you got the social media spotlight putting all of them, making them think they're great. And I ain't saying some of these players out here right now ain't great, but when you get to that next level, to the NBA level, even to college, other players are great too. You know, you could dominate your county, you could dominate your town, you could dominate your city, but I always know it's somebody at them other places just as good as you, and you know, you got everybody telling you, you great, you unstoppable, blah, blah, mm-hmm. and this, and you know what I'm saying. Go ahead. So, Ted, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, Brown and Tanner are saying the same thing, or essentially, uh, every kid is different, some kids can take tough, tough love, some kids can't. Kids today are pampered. They don't want the grind. Um, I'm going to push back on the grind part because, like, we know people in our lives that work extremely hard but at the wrong things. So it's not like they don't they mind the work. You know what I mean? It's not like they mind the work. Um, there's this thing that I've been trying to look at, and I'm still trying to piece it together in my mind so it makes sense to me. But uh, finding a way to meld emotion with your mind right because you got what you feel that usually happens first but as you mature your mind can sort of tailor that so you're not you know slipping up and then that will lead to melding with your body which is acting things out right if you get your emotions under control by your mind that will control your body and then you start to maneuver in the environment what are we missing for me um i think it goes back to this officer that i interviewed when he talks about, you know, I asked him about all these shootings and all this stuff. You know, I asked teachers about all these things. You know, how are y'all lacking supplies like soap and paper, right? Firefighters, you know, we don't have enough people. We got to take volunteers on. The military, you know, they're ending up under a bridge begging for change after risking their lives to protect our interests. And I keep, it keeps coming back to one thing, a lack of leadership. So when I think about a LeBron and a Kwame Brown, I think the people they came across was different. They were both kids. They were children. 17, 18, figuring out how to do all this. We all need that sort of support. And we talk about lack of leadership. I mean, I got some coaches in the chat. Dean, you and I both coach, you know, respect to sports. What ends up happening is us as coaches have to evaluate the talent and figure out how to approach Mm -hmm. each individual, individually. Right, I got the misses in the chat saying the life skills and values make the difference. Something as basic as money management, business management, self worth, but all that has to come from somewhere. 
I tell my girls, like, don't blow up the world. You know, you got to shrink it down a little bit for yourself, right? You're worrying about school and what am I going to do in 10 years? That gum, let's just work on cleaning your room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get these dishes taken care of. And then we'll look at a class and a homework assignment. We got to realize how to be aware of the world, right? But be active in our own smaller uh, domain. And I think it all comes from leadership. Yeah. You know, like I tell them, like, at one point in time, you know, I tell my girls especially, they're 12 and 16. I say, at one point in time, you didn't know how to feed yourself, walk, or talk. And now you do. Because, one, you had people showing you how and supporting you when you failed and cheering you on and constantly guiding you in the right direction. And I think that's what Kwame Brown mm -hmm. was missing even now. Who is in this camp that's saying like, "Hey, man, let's find a better way to do this," right? Because it sounds it sounds weird to me. Any little clip I've seen of him, he just seems like he is hurt and he's angry. And we talked about this before, Dean. Show me a man that's angry, and I'll show you a man that's afraid. And I wonder what he truly is afraid of. What was he lacking then? What is he lacking now? And your boy Spark is uh, chiming in with leadership reflects attitude. There's a lot to that quote. It's how I lead my shots. Yeah. Shout out, Lee. Man, Lee, I thought I was going to be your assistant or something, bro. You got to be more uh, specific in your in your ads. But, yeah, I mean, that's it. It all comes down to leadership. We talked about that old lady getting slammed by those police officers and them high-fiving and joking about it. Like, I wouldn't let yeah. that. As a captain, I wouldn't let that happen in my precinct. That's a lack of leadership, man, in the government. It's a lack of leadership. We got companies who are pumping poison into us and then paying the politicians so they can continue to do so, right? I'm just now looking at this Amazon River crisis that's happening, pulling out gunks of stuff out of the rivers that's supposed to be people's drinking water. You know what I mean? It's a lack of leadership, but it has to come from us here in our homes, in our hometowns, and then we have to expand when we can. And, and you know, and, and I agree with you, the leadership. That's why, you know, I got to shout out my guys like uh, uh, downtown Jeremy Brown, uh, uh, Quinn Golf, uh, Deidre Pillow. They got an AAU team in Tennessee, you know, that they uh, they got some athletes, but I, I know the way they coaching them boys, they die only coaching them boys to be good basketball players. They coaching them boys also and giving them tips of being great men. Mm -hmm. Um Oh, you got you got Shaq Mason. Shout out to Shaq Mason. He started uh, AAU little basketball thing in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. But I know them group of guys that he got helping him. You know, Chadarius Golf, Shaq, uh, uh, look, my little cousin James English. Um, you know, the list go on and on. I know they're not only out there coaching these kids. They're also trying to help these kids to be better young men and better young black men in the community of Columbia because you know yourself coming up out of that community man it's not it, we ain't had a lot of good positive figures mm. coming out of there and I, I have to shot give shots out to these dudes for doing that you know Andreas Booker down in Columbia he just started uh seven on seven things for football you know to get these kids out the house get them doing something man shout out to him for doing that man bro uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna uh, cut you uh, off real quick because we we're forgetting the other ones right the Megan Andersons yeah. Right, the other coach Brown. Yeah. Shout out to Katura, little Tour Brown, man, and her team. I, I was gonna get that. You cut. I know, because I, I like messing with you, man. 
That's the only reason I'll ever bring yeah, up LeBron, because it just brings joy to my heart to just see you just twist and turn. You know, Go ahead, my bad. You know, the, uh, the thing Paco and Brandon Sproles and, uh, uh, you know, Joe Brown, uh, Pooh Bear Knight, they did, the, you know, the little walk and they had the young they had the young men behind them, man. Shit like hey, that, man. you know, Jasmine Armstrong. You know, doing stuff in the community like it. Uh, you know, it, it just... We need more stuff like that, man. You know, Mashika Walker, man, she she do a lot of stuff in the community, and it, it get it, it this stuff, it, it it get overlooked, and I don't think we like me and you got a small platform. So if I hear about something like it, you know, Columbia is my city, my town. I grew up there. I got to put these people on the map, and I got to give them shout outs. And if I'm leaving anybody out, man, I'm sorry, but like I, I'm not doing it on purpose. Hey, man, I apologize. Then watch the show, that gum, and say something. We'll shout you out. So, hey, everybody, get your people out there. But for us, like coming up, man, we had to coach Willie Morgan's coach, uh, BK Ryan, coach Pete Crawford, coach uh, Ollie, um, coach Manuel Young, uh, coach Cricket. Man, I could just keep on going and going for when we grew up, the coaches mm -hmm. we had. And they didn't just teach us sports, it, it was other life lessons. Coach, uh, coach Brown, Jeremy Brown, daddy. I mean, like, these, these guys taught us other mm -hmm. stuff, man. And, and you know, you don't get that all the time now. So when I see these dudes down there doing that in a little small time, come up, man, I got to give them big ups. And I hope y'all keep doing good at doing all that, man. And um, hope you this next generation that we got coming up by y'all coaching and mentoring, hope we see a, 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 a different, you know, a different lifestyle and a different attitude after these guys. So mm -hmm. everybody who's doing stuff in our hometown, we grew up, you know, you're doing stuff for the community, man. I know Mr. Gale's giving you big ups, but I'm giving you the utmost big ups, the the most uh, up respect, man. I'm loving what y'all doing. Anybody who out there doing anything like that, man, we are big ups to you, man. Maybe that's what we do, D. Maybe we start to try to highlight. You know, I had some conversations, like a, a series of conversations with a mutual friend of ours, uh, you know, Tony Richard. And he's talking mm -hmm. about how, you know, back in the day, if you look on TV, if you listen to our music, it was all about improving our situation knowing how to build things with our hands knowing how to take care of ourselves knowing how to hunt fish you know boy you'll never go yeah. hungry if you know how to fish right if you know how to build something you'll never be cold all these skills that got flipped right through this uh generation of the bling bling era is what he called it you know when the little wayne's and all them of the world was flipped to just look at my cars and clothes and that's this is the life right these numbers, like, yeah. there's a documentary out there. I think it's called Broke. It talks about how, like, 70-plus percent of NFL, you know, players are broke within two years of retirement. In the NBA, yep, it's a yep. little bit lower, but it's still a ginormous percentage. Like, what? Yeah. Again, back to that leadership thing. It's not like we didn't have people in Columbia that were good examples. We know plenty of pastors and deacons and GM folk, right? <laughs> You know, I mean, all these people yeah. who had these jobs that were putting food on the table, buying houses and cars the right way. Um, maybe that's what we'll do is just highlight those sort of things. That's, that's what I, that's what I'm saying, man. We, like, me and you, we, we from the town. We got a little small platform mm -hmm. now. But, you know, anything I see them do from and, and I apologize because uh, I ain't been doing a lot. I got I got to give you a shout out, man. So, you know. We we got a little platform to stand on there, man. So we gotta uh, we gotta give our people ups for, for doing good stuff like it. We gotta highlight, it, like you said. I'm, I'm glad you said it. And then we go we gotta live up to our words and do it. So anytime you see, you know, I know we both don't live there no more, but 
we got social media, so anytime we see somebody doing something good in the community, like you said, man, we got to highlight, talk about it on the show, give them their props, and hope they continue to do uh, all the stuff they're doing. So, yeah, man, that's the perfect segue, Mr. Dean, into, you know, one of our favorite segments. Here we go. Chimes of the week. Oh, yeah, there you go. Here we go. <clears throat> I don't know what that was. Oh, and the tea is solid. Cows, as we call it. Very solid. So, what's what's your challenge of the week this week, Mr. Dean? Man, my challenge of the week, you know, I, I still do the physical working out part of it, man. But I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it easy, but it ain't easy. My challenge of the week to people, man, do some form of stretching or yogas for thirty to forty-five minutes out of your day, because you know. It's just like, you know me, I work out a lot, man. I work out a lot, but y'all wouldn't believe how stiff I am. And I just now started back doing stretching and a little bit of yoga and stuff. And that, well, I used to think yoga and stuff was kind of weird and funny back in the day, but it, it actually worked. <laughs> so that's what I want people to do. You know, take 30, 45 minutes out your night or whatever, if you got that time, do some form of yoga, do some form of stretching and loosen your body up, man. And just see how, see how good you feel for the rest of the week. All right. And for mine, you know, I try to do the cerebral stuff. Dean handles the physical stuff, so we're trying to get my, you know, body, my mind and body together at the same time. Um, mine is just going to be reach out to somebody, especially with this conversation. I have to change it up a little bit on the fly, Dean. You have to forgive me. Uh, mine is going to be reach out to one person who made a, had a positive impact in your life and thank them. And then tell another person about that person that had an impact on your life. I know I'm all over the place, but one person that had a positive impact, you call them and thank them, and then maybe tell your son or daughter or somebody about that person. Just a little personal story. I think that's another thing that has to change about parenthood, at least for me, is being willing to be vulnerable and kind of talk about some hard times in your life so your kids can start to get a grasp or at least be exposed to, you know, what we could do. You know, or what we've been through and how much, you know, how much you got to see the privilege in your own life. Um, and that'll yeah. help you. Uh, I think that'll help a lot of people. So that's my challenge of the week. <laughs> Look, you over here. Hey. <laughs> okay. Hey, what you said was serious. No, I'm sorry, I saw man. what you talking about. Jerry Brown, man. This dude needs to be a damn comedian talking about. Stretch my arm out to grab my drink every night. Y'all welcome. <laughs> Boom, go to bed. Don't go to bed. Wait till the show's over. Wait till the show's over. Which reminds me, final thing, finally, Dean, top five, please, comedy movies, go. Uh, my top five comedy movies, man. I'm going number five, man. Number five, Austin Powers. Uh, that, that was that, that's an old movie. You know, back when we were growing up in early 2000, that was that was funniest crap to me. Austin Powers was one of the funniest movies. Um, Number four, man. Number four, I'm going the original Friday with Chris Tucker. When he first busted on the scene. And you could actually look at that movie ten times and, and still cry laughing because that was that that was uh that was funny. That was very funny. Number three, man. Ah, number three hard, man. Number three though, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and it, it 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 was a movie because it came to a theater, but it wasn't actually a movie. The original Kings oh. of Comedy. My with our favorite you know, boy Steve Harvey, right? Yeah, whatever, but the man, Bernie Mac <laughs> the Bernie Mac part of that was legendary. Uh Cedric the Entertainment was legendary. DL Huger. 
I'm telling you, man, it wasn't. I guess you could call it a movie because it came to the movie theaters. So the original King of Comedies, I, I got to put that down number three. Man, number two, in my opinion, has got to be Life. It's got to be Life. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, Bernie Mac, uh, man, a, a star cast that they had. But that movie was just funny, funny, oh, yes. funny. Uh, my, my, my boy said uh, Rush Hour, definitely in the top 100. We, we put that as honorable mission. Top two. But yeah. um, my, my number one, this is my number one. Was Dagum Harlem Knights? Yes, sir. Harlem. Uh, if you look at all the legendary comedians in that movie, Eddie Murphy, um, Robin Harrison, Red Fox, uh, Charlie Murphy, uh, Tommy Tommy Ford, uh, Delarey, what's her name, Delarese? Yeah, Delarese. Come on, man! Like the list just go on mm. and on, man. That was one of the funniest. This is me, funniest movie of all time, and that's my top five uh, comedy. Well, I appreciate movie. it. Oh man, Brian Tanner is right near Dean Rat Race. Yes, sir. Oh. Hey, Brian. That's you tough. say that because we used to go to Tiny House before Summer League game to watch that mm. movie. And I swear to God, we really was crying laughing. <laughs> I didn't think you remember that, Brian Tanner. Hey, that's a good one. Rat Race, it sure was. That's a solid <laughs> pick, man. Look, Harlem Nights is one of those uh, movies, man. Like, my great-grandmother was a pastor, and I would catch her watching it and just laughing. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing of all time. See, my great-grandmother pastor, God rest her soul, a man, if any of my family members can back me up on this, it is one of the funniest things ever to see her just laughing at Red Fox, going back and forward with uh, Della there. Yeah. Oh, and the wife, hey, the missus. Shout out to her. Came in with uh, no said, black dynamite. What? Hey, man. <laughs> that black dynamite. Man, if y'all haven't seen black dynamite, just cut this off and go watch it right now. Don't worry about work. Work can still be there. Black dynamite, <laughs> man. Look, I I can't even. Oh, do it. I can't even like Tommy Davidson, Michael J. White. Like, come on, man. That's a classic too. Thank you. I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah man. man. But I still say, man, your top five is horrible. And that's uh, all we got for tonight. Thank you. See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did there, Dean? See the power I wield? Hey, man. That's hey, look here. That's all good, man. Look here, man. I'm, I'm going I'm to leave us off with this, man. Peace and love, man. Appreciate everybody who watch our show, man. Y'all don't realize how I greatly appreciate it, Mr. me and Mr. Gale. Uh, we started something small. We started this in my living room as playing around, and we actually got a small platform right now, man. And, like, if we if we make it off this, it's gonna be because of y'all. It's gonna be because of our fans, our friends, our family, you know, our associates, man. If we get here, we gonna it's gonna be because of y'all, and we will not forget that. Absolutely. You know, we appreciate y'all looking every week. We appreciate y'all interacting with the comments, man. Like this, y'all y'all don't know like how how much this make me and Jeremy, <laughs> me and Mr. Gales happy. We call and talk about this, man. So we want y'all to keep doing it every week. Everybody back 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 at home, my guys who coaching, uh Black, you know what I'm saying, Quinn Golf, uh Shaq Mason, Tradarius Golf, Dre Hall, all the coaches, man, this et cetera, man, they're trying to make these young guys uh better men back, you know, in Columbia, Tennessee, Paco, Brandon Sproles. Uh man, keep it up. Keep it up, man. Keep keep doing it. Keep doing it. Even when you think you can't, even when you think they ain't getting over to you, keep on doing it. Keep positive, man, and we'll get to we'll get to them. 
we'll get to them, man. I, I appreciate y'all doing that. Uh, big ups to Brian Tanner, man, with the No Cap Podcast. Bro, hey, keep doing your thing, man. We we right there want y'all to make it just like us, man. Hey, look, we all a family here, man. The days, the days of people not giving each other props and downing each other because you see somebody else doing good, so you don't want to see them do good, and you try to down them and not make them better, we got to quit that, and we got to make everybody better, man. The, the days of, of hating because somebody else is doing something good and things, we, we got we to gotta put that out. And we got to join as one and congratulate each other and keep motivating each other to do great things in whatever we're doing. And whatever we're doing, I don't care what we got planned on doing in our life. You know somebody doing Just keep giving them the props and the motivation to do it, man. Like I've said, if me and Mr. Gales make it off this show, it's because of y'all and your interaction and your watching and your likes and your following and your sharing. Matter of fact, we try to get the 10,000 followers, like I posted earlier. So get your ass on there and follow us. <laughs> Pay the man. Nah. Look, that's private business. It's private business. Well, look, man. Yeah, I, I look, I I'm just going to echo what you said. We got to stop getting mad at everybody because they hanging out with Michael B. Jordan and Drake. We got to stop getting mad at these people for having a, another company, you know, for making movies, for owning soccer teams. We got to get mad at these good relationship dudes, you know, great sons, and, uh, daughters, I guess. I don't know, whatever kid. You know what I mean? We really got to we really got to uh, support each other, man. Even when we're flopping and faking and uh, breaking rules and not getting punished. All right. Check this out. Jerry Brown said, can me and Dean argue on the other show? Raiders would be sky high. Bro. Let, let him come on. Do you not know we will that. go at it the whole time? <laughs> I was trying to quiet him come on. Man, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> hey, get him the invite to get him on there so I can go to war with him. I can't wait till I get home. I don't want to wait till June 17th all when right, I get back to the going to be on this all night. Thanks.
fun. Yeah, man. man. Good, fun. good, good. Well, well, like I said, I mean, like you said, we we getting better and better. Oh, uh, I gotta be better on the time. So I'm a, I'm gonna start using this laptop for from, from now on, yeah. or something like it. Yeah. I like being able to kind of wave at you in this camera. Can you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen you doing because that. Because we were we were going way like and honestly we gotta start yeah, we did. at eight. Like at eight. Maybe have a video promo, whatever. But the stream okay. should start at eight. So we gotta work on that. But uh all right man. Yeah. I'm gonna finish this recording and whatnot and get to get at you tomorrow. Just be on the lookout for it. If I get it hey. done and share it tonight, just share it. All right, man. Well, we had, hey, we had a lot of interaction tonight. Oh, yeah, had over 60 comments, comments man. Hey, man. I like that. That's yeah, all right, man. man. It's going to keep going up. It's going to yeah, keep going man. up. Yeah, so I want you to not think about that at all. Don't think about followers, numbers, and if we make it, all that stuff. I just need your energy in one thing, one thing only, and that's being yourself and entertaining them, okay? I got you. All right, bro. Have a good night. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. Ha, ha, ha.